and you've dialed up the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, the House today, Wednesday, formalized its impeachment inquiry into President Biden with a House vote. That's a step Republicans hope will add legal weight to their demands as the probe moves into a more aggressive end stage. The vote was along party lines, 221 to 212, to approve the resolution authorizing the inquiry. So the impeachment inquiry has not yet begun, but it will. Earlier in the day, Hunter Biden, who is at the center of this uh, inquiry, defied a GOP subpoena to appear for a deposition. Uh, this morning, Wednesday morning, Republicans leading the probe said, look, Congress orders you to appear, you got to appear. So it reinforces the need for a formal vote, which will, uh, which took place. And uh, this has been months in the making. And, you know, I watched a little bit of what happened today, and I saw afterwards out in the lobby of Congress, there was a CNN reporter just grilling one of the House investigators, James Comer. I mean, just like peppering him with questions, which is the media's job. But she wouldn't let him answer. And finally, Comer said, what are you, the the president's defense attorney? Because that's how you sound. These Democrats didn't grill, uh, excuse me, the media, Democrats, same thing. They didn't grill the Democrats when when they impeached Donald Trump twice. But they're grilling these Republicans in the House. And, uh, but Joe Biden sold influence. The, the allegations are that as vice president, Joe Biden took actions in Ukraine with the intention of benefiting his son's business. And that's really at the center of this. It's a multi-pronged impeachment inquiry. And they're looking into the personal and business finances of not just Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, but other Biden family members. It's, it's a syndicate. At least five or six Biden members are involved in this. Hunter refused or has, has failed to pay taxes. That's one of the, the allegations against him. But Comer said Hunter Biden's business dealings, uh, he kind of characterized it as an influence peddling scheme, arguing the House on the House floor that even money made after his father left office could be considered a hallmark of corruption. So that's the, that's the big news. We know the Bidens are corrupt. Joe Biden's been corrupt since he's been in Congress nearly 50 years. Anyway, on to the, uh, the other big story this week is the anti-Semitism rampant on many college campuses and universities across this country. And uh, one college president has resigned over it. Uh, the University of Pennsylvania president, Liz McGill, stepped down over the weekend. And uh, there's MIT's uh, Cornbluth is her name. She's also on the hot seat, as is the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay. There were trucks carrying messages calling for the firing of of Gay. They were seen Sunday, according to reports, a plane flying a banner that read, Harvard, stop Jew hatred, also flew over Harvard's campus, according to reports. The One of the professors of Harvard, a man I, I greatly admire, Alan Dershowitz, Harvard professor and avowed Zionist, he says anti-Zionism is equivalent to anti-Semitism. And I would agree. He wants Gay and MIT's president, Sally Kornbluth, to, to resign. But he also says the, the, the cause of all this anti-Semitism, in large part, is this uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's an ideological movement that's causing a lot of, uh, lot of division, not just in college, college campuses, but on, in our public schools across the country. And I'll just read you a couple of quotes here from Dershowitz. Never forget that Harvard admittedly failed to explicitly condemn Hamas or quickly denounce a student group letter 
that held Israel entirely responsible for the October 7th terrorist massacre. This is the DEI worldview. And as Dershowitz points out, today it's Jews. Who's next? Yes, Harvard's gay and MIT's corn bluff must follow McGill and resign. But their professional scalps, according to, again, Dershowitz, this is a quote, will not solve the real problems plaguing our universities. What is needed now is the courage to stand up to an evil ideology infecting our institutions. The DEI bureaucracy must be dismantled, discredited, and utterly destroyed. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, has done that in in Florida. He's warned that DEI would be used as a, as a guise for division and exclusion and indoctrination. And that's what it's being, being used for, among other things. There's an agenda. These college presidents are disgracing themselves. I mean, Harvard has been around for 400 years. And they're talking about it's okay to say genocide of Jews because they believe in free speech. They're using free speech to destroy free speech. That's what the left does. According to, I've seen a little bit of her congressional testimony last week. She refused to say whether students and applicants would be held accountable for using phrases such as from the river to the sea, which has connotations of wiping out Israel, or antifada. There have been multiple calls for her to step down. Over 500 Harvard faculty members signed a letter defending gay. Well, they would, saying that the university's independence needed to be protected amid political pressures. Now, if it was a public university or a public college, it'd be one thing. Harvard is private. People just need to stop sending their their kids to, to Harvard and Yale to be indoctrinated. That's my answer to it. But, you know, Dershowitz points this out. And Dershowitz, I got to point out, I mean, he's on a lot of the conservative talk shows. He's a lifelong Democrat. He voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. He voted for Joe Biden in 2020. He didn't vote for Trump. Dershowitz says DEI is the main cause of anti-Semitism. It divides students along racial and religious lines, creates a zero-sum game. If you're in favor of one group, you're against another group. This is what he said on Fox recently. It's anti-intellectual. It's dishonest in many ways. And it uses the word diversity, but means only racial diversity. Less than 3% of Harvard's faculty identify as conservative. They say equity, which suggests equality, but equity is the exact opposite of equality. Indeed, under equity, if you dare quote Martin Luther King's dream of a world where children are judged not by the color of their skin, but the content, but by the content of their character, you've committed a, a, a microaggression, as Dershowitz points out. This is, it's got to end at some point. But University of Pennsylvania President McGill and the Board of Trustees Chairman Scott Bach resigned last Saturday amid pressures over McGill's congressional testimony, which resulted in the school losing a $100 million donation. That's money talks. That's what has to happen. The money has to stop flowing to these colleges and universities. I mean, again, if you have a chance to listen to Elise Stefanik's uh, grilling of McGill and Gay and some of the others, I mean... These two, these, they're idiots. And here they are. They run major colleges and universities. But to her credit, Stefanik would not let them parse their way out of, the, out of the, uh, the trouble they got themselves into. They tried to backtrack. And, you know, 
they were saying, oh, it's it's uh, it's context. She had them try to defend some of these statements about uh, some of these obviously anti-Semitic statements made to the Jews on these campuses, and they wouldn't. They would say, well, it depends on context. Stefanik said, no, it doesn't depend on context. I wish I had the, the 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 cut. It's about two and a half minutes, but in the interest of time, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I chose not to air it this time, but maybe next time. These people have got to. Uh, this this gay is. Uh, she looks the part too. Real uh, clipped hair. You know, just. I'm not going to s- speculate on, on which side she's playing for, but it's you know it's a fraudulent concept. It's dangerous. This DEI, which Dershowitz says, and I believe, is the major cause of some of the divisions in our country. You got the East Harvard people. They're they're just you know pandering to gay and calling for her to remain on. I don't. I hope it doesn't happen. Speaking of anti-Semitism, this country has seen more anti-Semitic incidents since October 7th than any two months in 45 years. According to the Anti-Defamation League, they keep the statistics. There were 2,031 anti-Semitic incidents reported in this, in this country between October 7th, when Hamas attacked Israel, and December 7th, according to preliminary data. That figure is a staggering three, uh, 337% spike compared to the same two-month period in 2022. The number also is nearly triple the previous roughly 45-year high over a two-month span. And it's a lot of numbers here that I won't get into. But this according to the ADL. The ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt said in a statement that Jewish communities are being engulfed by hate and there is no sign of that hate receding. 337%. And we hear about some of the incidents, especially in New York City, in Acuna. It's un- it's rampant. And uh, attention needs to be turned to it, and, and, uh, and thankfully, uh, thankfully it is at this point. All right, we have one final story here, and then we'll wrap things up. But by the way, if you like what you're hearing, hit that like button, hit subscribe, and share with your friends on social media. We do this at least once a week, the Pac-Man Podcast with me, Ted Flint, and check out all the fine programming we have for you on the BMG Network. We have this program. Usually airs Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays, sometimes on the weekends. Uh, we also have uh, my daughter, Madeline, with her show, The Essentials, with Maddie Flint. Uh, Adrian Ross does a show uh, once a week, and we have some other, some new uh, new podcasters. Talented group of uh, of folks, so check us out, the bmgnetwork.com, or wherever you get your podcast, Apple iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. All right, the uh, Democratic mayor of Boston, I shouldn't have to say Democrat because it's it's it will become obvious. Now, it's Christmas, Christmas time, and there's a lot of Christmas parties going on around uh, the country and at workplaces and uh, and whatnot. But the Democratic mayor of Boston has gained a little bit of attention. She invited city councilors to, in her words, a holiday party because Democrats wouldn't say a Christmas party. But the party's intended only for electeds of color. In other words, whites need not apply. Michelle Wu is the name of the Boston mayor. Her invitation for the party, which... I guess the invitations went out today on the 13th of December. Electeds of Color Holiday Party appear to have been sent out to all counselors in error by her aide. This aide, uh, Denise Dos, uh, Dos Santos, <laughs> followed up the email 15 minutes later apologizing for the invite, clarifying that it was only meant for the city's six counselors of color. The seven white council members, council men, 
probably were not welcome. Interesting. Can you imagine if the white council members sent out a, an invite for a Christmas party and excluded the electeds of color? Could you imagine the outrage? The lead story on CBS and CNN. But the whites aren't welcome. If you're white, need not apply. So DeSantos said, I wanted to apologize for my previous email regarding a holiday party for tomorrow. Uh, And a black woman wrote, I did send that to everyone by accident, and I apologize if my email may have offended or came across as so. Sorry for any confusion this may have caused. There was no apology for actually planning to host a racially segregated party. That's what it is. They're segregated by race. Woo. The Democratic Woo, mayor of uh, Boston. This is, I, what, what's happened to the city of Boston, a once great city? Well, it's like every other city. It's, it's a dump, probably. If you're from Boston, I hate to offend you. I know Albany's a dump. I work in Albany. It's just, it's just unbelievable. The roads are just potholed. Crime is on the increase. The, the, uh, I'm digressing here, but the uh, police chief in Boston is heading for greener pastures, hopefully greener for, for his sake. I guess he's going to uh, Michigan. He's going to go from bad to worse. But it's unbelievable. Democratic mayors, all these major cities, and they're in decline. Every single one of them. San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City. Look what's happening to New York City, a once great city. But they didn't apologize. I don't even know if this is legal to do this. I'll just read on here. Michael McCormick is an attorney, former five-term Boston City councilor, said Wu's hosting an exclusive party is not typical of her office and argued former mayors Tom Menino and Ray Flynn would have invited the entire chamber. Well, definitely Flynn being an Irishman. But the problem is that Boston and race, unfortunately, are synonymous, is what McCormick said. But, you know, that's, that's how Democrats operate. They separate by race, ethnicity, gender, whatever they can, however they can separate us. Don't, uh, don't fall for it. I wish I could end on a positive note. There, there, is, there are positive stories all the time. We'll get to those maybe next time as we, as we get closer to Christmas. And there's, enough, there's one story here I wanted to get to regarding Kamala Harris's husband and Hanukkah. Now, he's Jewish, and he totally misrepresented Hanukkah. So we'll talk about that maybe next week. Thank you very much for tuning us in, folks. Again, if you like what you heard today, hit like, hit subscribe, and hit share. Please hit subscribe because we need subscribers. And uh, thank you very much for tuning us in. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. And again, check out the fine programming, thebmgnetwork.com. Thanks for tuning us in. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.